in a world where people need their computers fixed. One man stands alone, ready and able to tackle the toughest of all computer problems. With over 10 years of experience, he always knows exactly what will fix your computer. Um, have you tried turning it off and back on again? Hello everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm Drew the IT Guy, and today we're going to talk about some IT. For our first segment, what's going on with Drew? This week I had a very interesting debacle that I had to handle. Uh, I've been running an SCCM server uh, to push updates to all my machines, and it's been a dream. Um, it's been so nice to not have to go and individually push uh, updates or new software or anything like that to new machines. I just build the package and I push them all to the machines. However, I've been noticing since I stood this server up that um, my server's not been doing all that great. So, all that hard work that I put into building this SCCM server was all for naught because, like an idiot, I did not stand up its own instance, its own virtual machine and put SCCM on it. I idiotically installed it on a pre-existing server that I already have, which was my file server. So, in other words, whenever I was running SCCM, everything else ran like crap, and I could turn SCCM off. However, it was still taking up space on that machine and making it run like, well, like crap. So, I had to decommission my SCCM uh, application not the whole server because obviously that's my file server and let me tell you if you've ever stood up a SCCM server you know it is no easy task it's not just a install and go it's a it was it took me like a whole day to do it um, but that was also I was learning how to do it and uh, experimenting with different types of uh, different methods and and things like that uh, playing more or less so I had to uninstall it and now I if I want to use it again I can stand up my own servers so that way I can just completely shut it off and I don't have to worry about it taking up resources on my uh, actual server box but I'm, I'm faced with the, the the task of deciding is it worth it my initial gut feeling is yes it's worth it to build a whole new SCCM server but the more I think about it the more I, I think to myself you know I don't really have that many machines and it really gives me the opportunity for that face-to-face -face interaction with my users so I'm really thinking I might not set up an SCCM server again I might just I've uninstalled it and I don't have it anymore and now I just go back to individually going around to each one of my users and, and each time we have a Java update going around and updating Java rather than pushing it out all at once See, when I say it like that, though, it makes it sound so easy, and it makes me want to reinstall it. Um, but, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll figure it out. If you guys have any uh, opinion on the matter, I'd love to hear it. If you guys have used SCCM and, and you just want to tell me what you think, you know, Drew, you should definitely do, do it. Or, Drew, no, don't do it. It's stupid. Um, you know, definitely let me know. Uh, I, w I really want to hear. So uh, that is that. 
uh, for this week's q and I, I have a question from, again, from a, a different uh, customer at work. Uh, it was uh, interesting. It was actually something that I had to go look up a couple of things on. So when you buy a home router, uh, each one of these home routers, they boast different things. But uh, a lot of the newer ones are boasting, oh, we're uh, equipped with the new 802.11N. And my question for my user was, what the heck is 802.11? So, um, 802.11, and this is no easy answer, so I'll try to keep it, um, I'll try to use as little technical IT jargon as as I can, uh, but forgive me if I use something that you don't understand. Just hit me up and and I'll explain in further detail if you'd like. But basically, 802.11 is the way in which these routers communicate with different devices. So 802.11 is the wireless standard and um, it's got a whole slew of different things. The most commonly ones are 802.11a, 802.11b, g, and n. So um, 802.11 and 802.11a are the old way. And when I say old way, I don't mean like they're bad or anything. They're just, they're older technology. So 802.11 operates on 2.4 gigahertz, and 802.11a is a 5 gigahertz. So when you have the, a lot of the, these routers, you have um, the regular Wi-Fi, and then you have the 5G, 5G Wi-Fi. That's the difference. The regular one is operating 2.4 gigahertz, and the, the, the 5G is just 5 gigahertz. So 802.11 speeds up to 1 to 2 megabits per second, and 802.11a is... Uh, up to 54 megabits per second. So um, that's the old way. They have the new ones, the 802.11 BGN, which uh, B and G both operate on 2.4 gigahertz. B is up to 11 megabits per second, and G is the same as A, is up to 54 megabits per second. Now the the real kicker is is the the transmission ranges on these, and I'll get to the N in a second, uh, but so 802.11n, uh, not n, excuse me, uh, 802.11, uh, the 2.4 gigahertz, 1 to 2 megabits per second, will only transmit up to 20 feet indoors. Yeah, so it's it's pretty small. And then the the 802.11a is 25 to 75 feet indoors. So these are they're older technologies, and you can tell by how far these things will transmit. So once you get into the newer technology, the BGN, B and G both will transmit up to 150 feet indoors. So you're talking about a big jump there. You know, you're going the old technology, 25, 75 feet, and now you are up to 150 feet with the B and G. So this is this is great. And and mind you, these are just approximations. Uh, it depends on if you have your strength set up to 100 or if you have it back down to like 75. And then it also depends on what kind of uh, building materials. So if you put it in a warehouse, obviously you're going to have some uh, some issues there. Um, or if in a regular house, you know, I, I think I talked about it in one of my podcasts where uh, a lot of insulation will uh, hinder these uh, Wi-Fi transmissions. So just keep bear in mind there that these transmission ranges are approximate. So 802.11n, this one is crazy. It's new and it operates on both 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz. Uh, Speeds up to 600 megabits per second and its transmission range is 175 feet indoors 
you know, give or take. I, I, I think it can go a little further than that. But um, that's just what the, you know, the box says. So um, I know you're wondering, how does, how does this do this? Um, how does it, how can it operate up to 600 megabits per second? What they're um, putting in these things now is these, it's called multiple input, multiple output, or MIMO. If you see MIMO written on the box anywhere, this is what this is, multiple input, multiple output. And the, the best way I can explain this is on the old routers, you had two antennas. And these two antennas did all the legwork. And if you had a lot of stuff transmitting, like you had like your phone, your computer, your Xbox, your, your I don't know, wireless uh, refrigerator, who knows? Uh, you just got a lot of stuff, it'll get bogged down and actually will lower your speeds to accommodate for all the stuff you have. This MIMO technology, what it does is it's multiple input, multiple output, which means more antennas and more transmitters and more receivers. So you have like a ton of transmitters and receivers on these things. So whereas you know, on the old one, you only had a couple, this one has like a ton. So when you have multiple devices, it has multiple receivers to come in and then multiple transmitters to talk back to this thing, which allows it to operate at its optimal speed. Um, and that's how you can get up to 600 megabits per second. I personally have never seen something operate at up to 600 megabits per second. I've seen stuff at like 300 and, and 400, but never, never 600. So if, if you have something that's up to 600, please tell me which router you're using because I will buy it, um, in a heartbeat. Uh, so there's a lot more, um, uh, a lot more to these things like the spread spectrum and, the types of RF it's using, and it's it's uh, um, D DSSS, OFDM, you know, but I'm, it doesn't really matter. What matters to the normal user is the uh, its data rate and how far it transmits. This is the only thing most people will ask about. So if, if you have the question, what is 802.11 in, and why does it matter so much? Because it's speed, 600 megabits per second, and it's range. It will operate this uh i know cox is uh advertising this whole home uh i think it's called whole home internet and that that's that's basically what they're doing they're using a new router and it's got 802.11 in technology and it's able to mushroom your whole house in uh internet wi-fi so uh as always if you guys have any questions for me please hit me up on my facebook i i um i love getting uh messages from you guys to hear how I'm doing uh, in my email drewtheitguy01 at gmail.com or uh, tweet me drewtheitguy01 on Twitter. I, I'm not doing very well at updating my Twitter but I promise you guys I'm going to do better. Uh, I, it helps when I get um, interaction on Facebook and Twitter so please drop me, a, drop me a message. Tell me how I'm doing. If there's something you want to hear on the show definitely uh, message me that, and I will definitely get it on the show. And uh, as always, you guys keep on keeping on.